0: Friends, you're listening to Worst Show Ever. I'm CJ Boyd. I'm here with Oha Lopez. We are in Chicago in Oha's apartment with the partner Rachel, and there's chicken frying in the other room. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Uh, Oha had me over for dinner, and I said, okay, cool. I also want you to tell me about your worst show ever, which we had talked about a little bit. I mostly know Oha's a musician. Uh, she's played in the band Your Bones, who I love. Uh, and done lots of lots of things solo and with different groups, the Young Professionals. Um, and when I first asked you about this, you were like, "Man, I can't think of a, a shitty show to share." But then we were talking about you've been doing more comedy in the years recent, and I was like, "Oh, I should have asked you about a worse show in terms of comedy." And I do, I'm also interested in generally kind of pushing the boundaries of this show a little bit and not having it be all music. I mean, it is mostly about music, but I thought what better opportunity than to ask Oha about her work show ever in the comedy field.
1: Yeah. So like Bad Things, when you look at it kind of like a movie, it turns out that it's a fun thing or like an interesting thing. Right. Um... And so uh, I do improv and I've been doing improv for probably about like a year and a half with the same group every Thursday and an improv troupe for people who don't know is uh, it was like six of us and it's basically we just do made-up theater comedy and it's all kind of made up on the spot and uh, for this particular show we just got kind of like hey be here at this time and no other information. okay And usually improv shows, like music shows too, uh, say they start at 9, but really they start at 11 and then they okay. end at 2 a.m. <laughs> right. This um, is in Houston? This is in Houston, Houston's yeah. Houston's
0: particularly bad. Houston's that. particularly bad. So, much later, yeah,
1: yeah we, we do not get very many paid gigs as right. improvisers, too. Okay. People know about music, they know that music exists and yeah. that it's delightful. But improv, not everybody knows that it's a thing. Right. And so I thought it was a ten PM show. Turns out it's a ten AM show.
0: Oh. Yeah, so different. that yeah, that's that was different. Other... So I
1: was like, oh shit, it's a ten AM show. Okay. Um but then when I look at the fine print, gotta be there at eight AM, right? Oh, yeah. And then when I look at the fine print further, <laughs> it's in Sugarland. <laughs> oh. Which is actually not Sugarland, sorry, Cinco Ranch.
0: I don't know. Which that is, one. it's oh, like a sure wealthy
1: Houston suburb. But yeah, so we end up in Cinco Ranch and it's me and. Wait, where's Cinco Ranch? So Cinco Ranch is a suburb of Houston okay. and it's west. It's kind of like in the Katy oh. area.
0: Okay, I never And
1: okay. for people who aren't from Houston, it's like. It's it's well it's like a lot of suburbs in Houston. It is white. It is rich. (laughs) Football rules. Like okay, it it is like they literally built a multi-million-dollar new high school stadium. Okay, and so we end up in I guess what I would call an outdoor mall area. Okay, Uh, kind of like a strip mall. So this is another thing that suburbs like to do in Houston, which is like they make up culture by okay. creating sort of like faux city centers or oh, city okay. hall kind of areas okay. where it's just all about real like commerce and they have like yeah. kind of like crappy stores but that are super overpriced and like yeah. overpriced restaurants that are all chains yeah. and so we're in, the, we're in the smackdown middle of this and we look okay. like a bunch of ragtag crazies in the middle of this mall so it turns out it's a clean show what a clean show means is we're not allowed to cuss, we're okay. not allowed to discuss anything uncouth, because, uncouth. yeah, uncouth.
0: Is that their word?
1: Yes, that there
0: is. <laughs> please do
1: not discuss anything uncouth. Kay. Bitch. I don't know. I okay. just felt like saying that at the end of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was very uncouth. Yeah. uh I
1: just, I'm a rabble.
0: Yeah. So you were getting paid, but there were rules. There
1: are rules to this, which, all the rules are just thrust upon us.
0: Like you didn't uh, know about him we until didn't know the about them
1: until the day of, yeah, okay. and mind you, day of is seven thirty a.m. when we arrive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's like there's very little of the day gone by yet, right? It's, and <laughs> we're all like, "Where the fuck are we? What is happening?" Yeah, we get there, it's outside, right? Which again. It's like the difference between a, a music show that's inside and a music show that's outside.
0: Right. It's not it, ideal. No,
1: it's not common. ideal. Yeah. We don't have microphones and this is all speaking. These are like theater scenes yeah. without microphones. So we walk out and we're early. So there's another show going on right before us.
0: Before uh, 8 a.m.? Before 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing before 8 a.m. There is for children. <laughs> oh, okay. Children's
1: shows start at 7 a.m. And that
0: was also couth.
1: Yeah, that was a hyper couth. Because when we walked in, it was basically, or walked out really, there were 16-year-olds dressed as princesses doing princess songs that they were singing for children that were in the audience and their families and stuff. By the way, you should know about this. There's a Torchy's Tacos there in that in that
0: mall. <laughs> of course, there is. There's a Torchy's. We were there. discussing the expansion of my favorite Austin taco joint. I think it's gonna now. become
1: like that thing where like there's people that only shop at Costco for yeah. all of their needs, and but you this will is a, only eat. Problem. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm gonna die. If, yeah. if they're into being Torchy's Tacos,
1: they do not movies. have enough things Though, on the if, menu.
0: If they expand enough then I can ask them to be a, a sponsor of this show. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I will talk them up. Yeah.
1: You your life is a commercial yeah. for torchy Tacos. Much. So, yeah. Much. I definitely have been with you where you've eaten Torchy Tacos every day in a row.
0: Sometimes for three or four days, yeah. Meals of yeah. The day, sometimes.
1: And that's that's like and an investment healthy. that you're it's making a, in yourself. That's not a good
0: idea, but it
1: does <laughs> yes. But it's delicious.
0: So you were there for the Torchies. So
1: I was there for the Torchies.
0: And also the Comedy. And also the Comedy. Yeah. Okay.
1: So then we realized, oh, this is a full blown children's show. And oh, their show was a yeah, show. Yeah. Uh-huh. The improv oh, okay. show didn't know that before was for children and families. Okay. And we have never played a show for children before. Right. Like our the name of the troupe was Max, Beta Max, and we play in a dingy kind of risque theater where like we used to have a show called vice squad where everybody would get super drunk or on their vice or very high on whatever their substance was and then we would go improvise in front of people right we would have it was like a not sanctioned by police or fire marshals right it was very much like a fire hazard in there
0: yeah
1: and there were people banging there were people (laughs) cussing during the show Oh, yeah. There okay. were people Usually you drinking. guys have sex
0: during the during show. During
1: the show. It's okay. a different kind of improv. Yeah, that's
0: a kind of But that, that,
1: that is all improvised.
0: Okay. <laughs> all of sex is improvised. My favorite sex is usually improvised. It's usually improvised. <laughs> <laughs> I scripted love the idea. Sex is not my favorite. It's not what you want. Um, uh,
1: porn is scripted sex. Yeah, I'm not into that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially doing porn sounds. I like
0: totally. Tedious. Totally improvised Free
1: range
0: just give you do one thing and then i'll react to that thing and then we don't know where it's going to go it could, hopefully it could go somewhere any, any way we want
1: yeah, yeah it could go any way you yeah. want and that's good improv actually
0: that's, that's the best the improv.
1: same i think tenets for like having good sex which yeah. is being a good listener yep
0: uh, but that's that
1: is a, those are good tenants for any relationship or any yeah. kind of interaction you're gonna right. have of being a good listener but I think
0: it's more I think and I'm obviously my relationship to improvisation is mostly with music Mm -hmm. but the same idea I think that if you are there's one thing to be a good listener in general but I think if you're improvising with people not just listening to what they say but like picking up on subtleties oh yeah and being having a good sense of what they're gonna do before they do it I mean that's obviously you can have that you don't have that with everybody But when you have that with somebody, that's usually like the sign of like a good working relationship, whether it's comedy or music, where you have a good sense of that person so that even though it is improvised, you're like really honed into what they're doing.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. It, it, it's total, it's like a shorthand that you have with that person. Yeah. And, you know, with Max, we played every Thursday for two years. Okay. Um, and then we would have shows like This Terrible Show. Right. <laughs> which we, guys, we botched it. We all cussed. Okay. Like, individually, each one of us now cussed.
0: You, you cussed at children.
1: We, it wasn't, <laughs> it was for the children.
0: But, they, I mean, there were children there. They were there.
1: there. My mouth was... Facing them, and then it said the.
0: (laughs) You weren't you weren't intentionally cussing with children. I
1: wasn't intentionally. I didn't say, "Hey, little bitch, get out of the front row. You're fucking stupid."
0: What's with your goddamn pigtails? (laughs) Stop
1: smiling. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, no, but you
0: did cuss in front of the kids. I
1: did. I said shit, and then I said fuck about that. I said shit, and I was like, oh fuck. it (laughs) It was very much like a comedic play on. On uh, not because, cussing. And it's
0: hard when you're supposed to not cuss. It's harder to not it's cuss. It's all
1: you can think about. Yeah. All I could think about, I was just shit, fuck, fuck, shit, shit in this, my head.
0: Oh, man. This happened to me in Texas. In You were not Umble. allowed to cuss? I think it, there's a town called Umble.
1: Yeah, there is, yeah.
0: And they, I don't know if it's still there. I want to say it was called, like, the Fuel Cafe or something like that. There was a venue. Uh-huh. It was an all-ages venue. And they let you know, again, not beforehand, but when I arrived, that, that, but there they said that they would charge you, that they would fine you. Yeah. If you cussed. We got fined. You got fined? Yeah, oh, we got damn. fined.
1: This is playing oh, into the shit. worst show oh, <laughs> that I've ever done. I mean, fuck. I mean, shit. Because we all cussed. There's six of us. Okay. And so by the time we all paid our fine, we basically just didn't make any money off of that show.
0: Do you remember what the fine was? I...
1: I can't remember. Hard, but
0: yeah. I realize this it is was wild, a though.
1: monetary amount out of what they were going to pay us. Right.
0: Which... Did they tell you they were going to find you beforehand? Or did they... I
1: can't rem- I think that they did, actually. But it was CJ. still
0: like 7.30 in the morning. Yeah. And you're like, okay, and what? Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll sign it. Oh, man. Because we had to sign like a W-2 for the amount of money that they paid right. us. Which was not... It was not very much
0: but, but it, it ended up getting eaten up by yeah. all, the, all the foul mouths. All
1: the foul mouths is shit, yeah. yeah. And this is the other thing is so when you do <laughs> improv you you're there doing your improv, right? And you so we're like what kinds of scenes do kids like, right? So it's like, well, I know kids like Iron Man, Spider-Man. We're talking so we do scenes on princesses or whatever, but one of the tenets of good improv um is honesty right and mm-hmm. trying to find the truth uh, of the relationship and the comedy comes from the yeah. truth of the relationship okay. well the problem is fairy tales mm-hmm. and those princess movies those are not real relationships that exist in right. nature around us no. they are fantasies yeah and so it is once we started getting into, like, you're a princess, I'm a prince, and we're trying to do good improv all the time, we're like, well, this is a fucked up situation. Right, And once you start improvising and really trying to get to the... We're like, oh, we're going too far down a road. These children don't want to know that. (laughs) Like, the princess is like, run me out of this castle, you motherfucker. Which, that was one of the words that was said. Oh, yeah. That was one of the cuss words. Motherfucker is
0: definitely a cuss word. Yeah,
1: and that was a princess calling her husband Prince,
0: motherfucker. Which, princes, to be fair, are probably mostly motherfuckers. Yeah. I mean... They've just been coddled to the point where... And I see what you're saying, because it's not just... Uh, not to detract, but when I cussed at the cafe where I was not supposed to cuss, I was playing instrumental music. Mm-hmm. I should have been able to get through a set <laughs> of instrumental music and not cuss because I don't need to talk. I mean,
1: you could just say I don't talk today.
0: Yeah, that's what I would do if I was in that situation yeah. again. Is like I know that when you tell me I can't cuss, there's some little part of me that will make it happen, and then yeah. I'll be in trouble. So I should just, I just get up there play. Say thank you. I think I can say that one <laughs> phrase without cussing, but I managed. I said something before, just just trying to thank the bands, and just you know, typical. Like I usually get up and like, hey, thanks for coming. Thanks to whoever host is hosting us, and somewhere in that, I still managed to say fuck. Yeah. And like you, I think I maybe said shit and then said fuck in response to Shoot myself shit. saying yeah. shit, or the other way around. Yeah. I can't remember, but. You guys... I can't imagine... You're told that you're not allowed to cuss... Yeah. ...at 8 in the morning. And you're doing comedy. Yeah. And I mean, I guess... All you do is talk. <laughs> right, you're talking the I whole through, time.
1: Yeah, I don't go through a day without cussing in my right. real life. Yeah. There's no way. That's
0: hard. So, I mean, unless... I guess if that was your vocation, if like what you yeah. did was like kids shows... Like if you're a teacher or something where you you get in the habit of being around kids all the time... we did
1: lots of kids shows after that okay we did uh, lots maybe three or four more okay. but we kind of we got our shit
0: together okay. we figured
1: it out you got your but poop it, together. yeah we got our poop together so yeah. sorry guys sorry uh, i can't pay you the fine <laughs> <laughs>
0: CJ. i'm gonna charge you a lot of money <laughs> okay, for okay, the, okay. that's <laughs> why i wanted to do this i <laughs> need some money and i was hoping to, <laughs> i'm this not paying you at all this but now you're gonna pay me <laughs> for being on my show and custody.
1: yeah that, uh, yeah, but we did a couple shows after that where we weren't allowed to cuss, and we did pretty well. Okay. I think it was the shock of it, the first time. We didn't know it was going to be a kid's yeah, show. Yeah, we were it prepared was, for it. And it was, it was like real kids. It was like, it wasn't 14-year-olds. Okay. Yeah, little kids. It was three years old, seven years old, yeah. six years old, where they're going to be like, what is fuck? You know what I mean? As opposed to like fourteen or fifteen year olds, were like they've been saying that word, yeah. but they just know that they're only allowed to say it when yeah. their parents are around. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I would say that like a movie, as I said before, it certainly has a charm to it. The the whole experience, right? Um, it, it was just not knowing. It was a kind of exciting. We that was a bad show. Yeah. Was, and we sucked at it. We okay. like, not like you only, bombed. You, we you bombed. Like you the, bombed. The children hated it. Yeah. The parents did not understand it. I don't think people knew what we did. Right. I think maybe people thought that it was scripted, even though we did take a suggestion at the beginning of it. Right. Which one kid said, poop. <laughs> so...
0: It'd be awesome if the kid said motherfucker.
1: Yeah, that would have been and a great... <laughs> they were like, well, would have been like, you can't hey, really find us. You can't he said what was us. us? We're yeah. just repeating what he said. Yeah,
0: this kid's the one we gotta find. Yeah,
1: and there was a lot of like... Um,
0: Wait, how old was the kid that said poop? Was it like a little kid?
1: No, maybe like seven, eight.
0: <laughs> I don't know what kids look like. That kid's my hero, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: they
0: we're like, you can say any word. He's like... Any word? Any word? (laughs) I can say
1: poop. You know, it's really funny, but when you go to an improv show, usually there's about five suggestions that people use. And so you have to direct your suggestions. You have to be like, what is an object inside of a bathroom next to a toilet?
0: Wait, I'm curious about this. You're saying if you don't give any direction, there's like five things. Five things What are the things that people say? Dildo. Dildo.
1: Dolphin. Huh. Yeah. Poop.
0: Poop. So I'm that the, kid was right that on. That kid's not.
1: He's average. He's, average he's kid. Just,
0: he's, well, he's, he's locked into the zeitgeist. Yeah. I would <laughs> yeah. he, he's a, I think his, he, would describe he has it his that thumb way too. on the pulse of the nation. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's a culturally aware kid.
1: Yeah. Trump is a big one now. Now,
0: recently. Recently. Right. In the
1: past um, year and a half or two yeah. even before during the election trump was right a big suggestion yeah. And so that was hell. Yeah. You just have to do a whole show kind of slightly. Which really what we would do is, what improvisers do, is you take that suggestion and you kind of scramble
0: it in your head and you... Try to do something that's interesting.
1: That's, that's a tangent. It's yeah. not quite like what he does in his house occasionally, you know? It's more like... Right. How can we... Like, one time we got a, a suggestion of being Trump and we just had like a school bully scene after that or like a... You know, like, you can interpret the suggestions yeah. in every way you yeah. want. Yeah. But Dildo, Dolphin, uh, Trump is dolphin one. Dolphin Poop me. is another yeah. one. All yeah. the
0: other ones seem like classic scatological humor. Yeah, like people... Poop, Trump, yeah. Those are those things are gross, therefore there's something that funny that could be there's, said about them. What
1: is that? Why is gross stuff funny? Is it because people think they're, like, pressing a taboo or they're, like, pressing so. a button? I think so. Is it as simple as that?
0: Well, okay... Now, our mutual friend, Jim, Uh uh, he and I talk all the time. We've discussed at length, and neither of us would say that we have a theory of Mm -hmm. humor. I don't. I mean, but if you think about humor critically, Mm -hmm. it's a weird thing. It's It's so strange. It's a bizarre thing that we do. Just the fact, I mean, actually, last night, I was hanging out with my friend Ethan. Actually, a bunch of us hanging out, and Ethan and his wife, Sharon... We were in a car with a couple other people I didn't know, and one woman was from Spain. Mm -hmm. And Ethan is a classic punster. He loves plays on words, just in general, but puns in particular. And he made a joke that was a pun, and the woman from Spain speaks English well, but Mm -hmm. not. It's not her first language. It's probably not. It's probably like her third or fourth language. Mm -hmm. And she had no idea what was being said. And then Sharon. Is trying to explain puns to her, which I'm sure there's also puns in Spanish, uh, right? I there puns? I I wasn't sure. I I said I'm sure, but i was not sure. I'm sure
1: that there there has to be play on words. But I I mean, but where you what is a pun exactly? You sub a portion of a word for another portion of the word. I think the
0: way that I describe it, Sharon started to and she was having a really hard time.
1: Yeah.
0: I started with the word homonym, knowing that there's that word like is almost the same in Spanish. We have homonyms in Spanish, yeah. Yeah. But also the word homonym, I think homonym is, I know in French and I think maybe Spanish. In Spanish it's homonimo. Okay, so I started, I was like, do you know what a homonym is? She said, yeah, okay, so if the word has two different meanings, And if you're able to use it in a way where both of those meanings are activated, where like that phrase normally is just referencing one meaning, but in this context it actually is referring to the other meaning as well. That's how I try to explain it. Again, when you say it, when you explain it like that, it's not funny. How is that funny? That's not funny. Why is that funny? Yes. That's okay. Why would you do that? (laughs) Uh, And yet, we, we do this. Yeah. And there was somebody that Jim was reading who talked about humor as in terms of surprise it's it's a trick that's
1: what i was going to say It's something where
0: you have an expectation of what's going to be said and then there's some benign deviation from expectation Mm -hmm. something where you're expecting one thing it goes a different way but the way that it goes doesn't harm you i think that's like a crucial part where it doesn't actually it doesn't do anything bad to you yeah and so i think a lot of times humor if it's I mean, I don't know. Again, once you try to explain, it it makes it's not. I think it takes
1: away the. It's definitely the surprise. I think it's also very like our monkey cells are like. um, I understood something that somebody else set up for me to not really understand or to have some kind of trick to it. So there's like the inside joke aspect of it. Well,
0: so I was gonna Um, say that that's for puns in particular. You have to be a fluent speaker of the language. There, and so I remember once hearing a joke. I was in Belgium mm-hmm. and this joke was in Flemish. And <laughs> I, I, you know, the person said the joke in English. It made no sense. No sense. She, about. the woman who said it cracked up and then she tried to explain it to me. And it was something like, or oh, what did the doctor say to the fish when he walked into the doctor's office? Out of the bowl. <laughs> That's the whole joke. That's the whole joke. And then she explained that the word, the phrase out of the bowl in Flemish mm-hmm. also is what we call if your arm comes out of the socket.
1: Oh. So, so the fact that it has a double meaning. It has a double
0: meaning. And again, it's not funny at all if you try funny. to explain that. Yeah. But if I, I assume that if I spoke Flemish and if it was a surprise instead of being explained to me that you would find
1: it delightful
0: saying out of the bowl like a medical condition yeah. like you having a dislocated arm to a fish to a fish who is also out of its bowl yeah then it has a double meaning again so not funny so not when funny. explained
1: well i think that it's, it's yeah well do you say this it's the same thing of like you have to be hit by it the same way you can have to be hit by music kind of somebody's sitting there explaining music to you you can kind of agree but, but it, it takes you out of the do feeling of yeah, it yeah um so we i went and saw uh, hannibal burris okay. recently yeah yeah and uh, i was like oh hannibal's not going up because almost the end of the show and i was like he's going to introduce another person dave Chappelle came out okay right so i'm sitting there watching dave Chappelle. okay and dave Chappelle does it differently. He subverts your expectations, but then he also is like a pop song where okay. his comedy teeters and goes back and forth. It pops and he gives you exactly what you want, exactly okay. when you want it. Okay. And uh, it's a really cool back and forth with De Chappelle because he's like, he, he does, he subverts your expectations and surprises you and yeah. teaches you lessons and it's like an old ancient wise man on the top of a mountain. Okay. Like telling you comedy, but then there's portions of it that are not surprising at all that are exactly what you want them to be and it's so fucking funny. So okay. I don't know, maybe it's like the same thing as a mastery of like... Like, I think he has like a gut understanding of what humor is and some right. people have that kind of gut understanding of but how to surprise Can and how you to,
0: think of... I don't know if... This might be putting you on the spot and no worries if you can't, but if, can you think of anything as an example of like something... That is what, exactly what you want to hear when you want to hear it in terms of a joke?
1: This is not a good example. Okay. It's a type of joke okay. where you, uh, you're you almost like accusing somebody of something bad. And instead of them saying like, no, I didn't do that, they accept it. Okay. And they say, yeah, that was me. Okay. You know, like if you accuse somebody negatively of farting or whatever, and that person like, yeah, I farted.
0: Okay.
1: Like that's an example of like a slight, that's a very basic
0: but that's, One. okay, my, again, it's so weird to analyze this, but my first thought was, yeah, that's a subversion of the expectation, because usually people don't want to own up to farting. They they don't and usually. So if somebody goes, goddamn right, that would be funny to yeah, me, yeah. because it's not what I would expect.
1: But I think maybe to a certain extent, or maybe it's just once you've seen comedy a lot, right. or like you've watched the people do stand up, you know that that's kind of coming, because okay. you know that if the intention is to subvert, i oh, guess it kind of turns back in on oh, okay. itself where like you you've listened to pop so much that right. you know that after this this harmonic note is coming or that this like breakdown is coming and it's right. very much like chorus you know what i mean and the the especially one liners they really yeah. have like a cadence and like a i see what you're saying yeah and and so do improv shows
0: so some people do this where like every single yeah. Every single joke is a one liner.
1: That's very much regarded just... as like the pinnacle of stand up comedy. Like, all, when you start doing huh? stand up comedy, so I'll tell you kind of how it, or okay. I'll tell you my experience how okay. about that. Yeah. So, when I started doing stand up or when I started doing uh, improv, Uh, There would be people around me that were, like, well-regarded, right? And when I saw those people that were well-regarded, it was very much like they knew how to craft a joke. Like, they knew how to, the technical aspects of creating a joke. Sure. And um, that's a very, funny enough, it's a very male kind of way of crafting a joke. The one-liner, yeah, the one-liner. Okay. There's, I mean, women, of course, do one-liners, of course, but that is a very old-school way of doing stand-up comedy. In, in my experience, it was always the guys that wanted to do the one-liner. The girls always started with stories. They already started yeah. with premises, injecting into stories.
0: Yeah. I mean, somebody can do it well, and I like that there's a variety. And there are occasionally I've seen comedians where it's one-liners, and I can get mm. into it. But usually, I, I get, I find it tedious. It is
1: definitely like you know that they're doing Sando. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I like the setup where for a minute you get involved in the story and you kind of forget that you're listening to a comedian. And then they get you. They get you. Oh, shit. You know, like I got, you get wrapped up. I think that's my favorite usually.
1: Sarah Silverman's a good mix of the both. She does really good one liners, and then she'll right. go
0: into stories, and then getcha at the end of the stories. Again, yeah, I like that comedians have their different styles. Yeah, and there's not just one way to do it. But like, she's an example of sometimes where she just says things that are meant to be offensive or, like, yeah. shocking. Yeah, 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 And I think I've gotten desensitized to it. Yeah. Like, I ex- when I watch her, I'm expecting her to say something totally really shocking. The, yeah. And then I'm not shocked, of course, because I'm just like, well, yep. Yeah, That's what she was going to do. She said she wants Jesus to lick her clitoris, and, like, <laughs> that, that would have shocked me if I wasn't watching Sarah Silverman. not expecting it. But... Yeah,
1: it definitely... It definitely is, like... The evolution of somebody who does comedy is so similar to every other art form. Mm. Um, it's just a weird thing because the expectations you can... People can hide the fact that they didn't really like your music. Sure. But if you go to a comedy show and nobody's laughing... Yeah. There's a That's very... That's really interesting. Yeah. it's a, the, the feedback loop is so intense and so there Yeah. that when you have a bad show like we had... Yeah. <laughs> at Cinco Ranch uh mall. Yeah. Um, you know you did very poorly that day. And there is no like um nobody noticed. Like they noticed. They yeah. knew that you up. We, we at, all know. We all know. And So
0: now this is sort of a general question mm. and it might be too general. But I'm thinking about how with music there are it depends on the kind of music. But like certainly like with like for my music, uh what you're saying I think is totally accurate where sometimes I could finish a show and if people were quiet and respectful that's a good thing and it might be they were quiet because they were bored yeah or it might be quiet because they were totally engaged yeah and I wouldn't necessarily know the difference
1: they Uh, could even say to you hey great show
0: Yes, and I've said great show to people lots of times. That you I did, did not, not like
1: it. that show at all, no,
0: yeah. I was being polite. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> they were I, oh. I try to not do that. I, yeah. But I think this is a whole other thing. But there's, you know, musicians who tour a lot end up coming up with strategies of how to deal with the fact that without a question, you will play with bands who are nice and who you like as people but you don't actually like their music yeah that will happen well it
1: would, it would be amazing if you lived your life without
0: yeah. that experience and like you could do it if you were independently wealthy and could just only play with people that you felt like with no other concerns yeah and not be worried about like what's yeah. a band that will draw well what's a draw what's a What's who's somebody who I know in this town who will play with me? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's the... Right. So like, yeah, I'm sure if you're at the level of where, where you are, you the can totally draw curate at the, every yeah. show, and then who you could just not have any locals, or or just only have locals when you, there's another band you love. Like, yeah, that, that's great for them, but that's not how most of us. No, think, right? that's not how and, it works. So, and sometimes I'll also say there's times when. I'll play with people who I like what they do sometimes, but not every time. Yeah. And usually, if it's people that are doing experimental music, which is like usually who I play with, it, there's sometimes where it's a swing and a miss. You know. Yeah. For me, at least, you know, and maybe, and I'm glad that they're doing something new. But maybe I loved them the first time I played with them, and then the second time I'm like, uh, that
1: wasn't as that great. wasn't
0: really my thing. But well, they're trying new things, and I'm glad they're doing that. Yeah. But it just might not be for me. Yeah. But going back to your point, so. There are other kinds of music where there is a kind of engagement of the audience with the artist that's expected, and if you're not doing that, it it's a bad show. Well, or it it seems to. I've played many shows with rappers who are who are like have an idea in their head of what a rap show is supposed to be like, and then if it's not like that, where they are actually bothered, like
1: bummed that they think that they they want the room
0: to be full yeah and they want everyone to be on their toes and everybody like putting their hands up every five minutes whenever they're told to put their hands up and there's this like audience participation and the thing is I love hip hop and I hate audience participation <laughs> I hate being told what to do by a person I'm here to watch you I'm not here for you to watch me yeah like if I'm in the audience and i and I'm not saying this is a general thing I'm just saying for mm-hmm. my preference if somebody's like Okay, now everybody sing this. I'm like, I don't want to right now. You know, def- it's like I a party listen. vibe, though. Yeah, you know, I mean, you not don't, that's not what you enjoy. It, but but, you don't. It, but I mean, I love hip hop. Like hip hop's yeah. the music I probably listen to more than anything when I'm driving, like mm-hmm. which is all the time. Yeah. And if I want to sing along, I will. But maybe I don't want to right now. <laughs> and for some re- it's like being told you can't cuss and then you have to cuss. If somebody's ordering me to not, not cuss, not just inviting me. But yeah. it, but who's ordering me to sing along or to? to jump at a certain point well, but the, or all, something its you still. I'm, I'm just all not the rules of a...
1: social convention still apply if I didn't want that money I would have been like peace I want to cuss in all my improv <laughs> right. I'm out you know yeah. there's still a sense of like I think um, of authority that you'd have over yourself at that show or even if everybody else is participating you don't right. necessarily need to but I see how the somebody being bummed at the fact that you, that their expectation of you doing something was not fulfilled that seems oh,
0: but i'm but i'm saying so just in terms of shows that i play okay a lot of times they are small shows yeah. and sometimes i'm not just talking about me yeah but I'm just saying in general like they're yeah. listening but they're not into dancing or they're listening they're into maybe being on their feet but they don't want to like put their hands up
1: mm. for
0: every song or something i've i've watched bands be like oh dude what the fuck like and they think they bombed when the crowd yeah. was like no that was cool I just didn't want to do all that stuff <laughs> that you <wanted. laughs> yeah. yeah and I guess so. just in general and this isn't just hip hop but anytime a performer is like hey Chicago how's it going how y'all feeling and then you're supposed to like yell and then be like I can't hear you I don't <laughs> just like. like Yes, yeah. you can. We're just, it's <laughs> not a big deal. When you asked how a whole group of people's doing. You didn't expect even an individual
1: question. answer. Yeah,
0: it's not even a real question. You know, you in improv. We yeah. have hype people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Before you get on stage, because you okay. want people like, you want people that it's it's very much like a hip hop show.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, improv is hip hop. No. Okay. <laughs> um, there's a lot less black people in improv though. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's like. Uh, you definitely want like a show to have like a pumped up audience. Like you want the audience to be excited for you to come out and you want to do high energy stuff because that's sort of like the high energy. It just is the same thing that laughter kind of produces. Right. Okay. So I get that the hip hop is meant to be like a, like a mirror to the energy of the music. And that if they have people who are like fucking going crazy, that the music somehow like, that they just channel the vibe of the music whereas your
0: music is more subdued and I and even as I'm thinking about this this also because when you said that it made me think of comedians where that wouldn't not for improv but Mm. for just like stand up yeah how like I can't imagine like Bill Hicks having a like a hype man yeah you know like well he
1: probably had somebody to warm up the crowd
0: no but I just well I mean Bill Hicks is a funny example too because he played a lot of like he he didn't he got successful to a certain degree during yeah. his life, but he also played a lot of, like, places that he shitty would have said were shitty, yeah. you know, shitty places where he's, like, not doing well or whatever. But I'm just saying, for his style of comedy, yeah, it's I could so, see what you're like, saying. cynical and, like, introspective. It would not help his cause to have work something for like for that. His, yeah. For his particular style to, to like have somebody like Are you guys ready to get busy out here? You Carol
1: Burrus and Dave Chappelle At yeah. benefit greatly. Yeah. They had a DJ on stage. Right. It was like lights, music, DJ, little. There was like a guy rapping before the show. It's like a totally different vibe. Yeah. But it's Freaking cool! Like it just works for totally different reasons yeah. than a Bill Hicks set
0: would. Wait, I was gonna ask you one other thing about mm. the Dave Chappelle thing because yeah. when you're talking about him, I have I'm in a weird spot right now with Dave Chappelle.
1: Okay, because yes, I understand.
0: And because Dave Chappelle was my favorite, he was okay. like he was like top three. He was in my like top three like favorite of anything. Com- well, favorite comedian okay. like living. Mm-hmm. And then when you were talking about the saying the thing that expected. What my mind went to was pot shots. You know what I mean? Pot shots. Do you know what I mean? Easy shots. Like... Okay. And Dave Chappelle pissed me off with trans jokes. Yeah. And it's not... It's like, I'm not saying... I mean, anything is the potential subject of a joke. Yeah. And I'm not... I don't disagree with that, but I feel like part of what your job is, is to say something funny that isn't already being said mm-hmm. so that it's actually a creative act so that it's like you came up with this and made me look at things in a way I hadn't maybe still for the purpose of making me laugh but yeah. But I feel like just taking easy shots at the most vulnerable people in our culture yeah. is the laziest kind of comedy that there is
1: Yeah, I think so. and I
0: mean prior to that I didn't think of Dave Chappelle in this category but I think of like I'm sure there are bro comedians out there that just are like, dude, chicks are crazy. Am I right? You know, I'm... I'm, At at a different
1: level, even further down the... Yeah.
0: Right. But I mean, as far as like, I'm sure you've probably seen comedians that are just like, man, what's with like Mexicans, right? You know, or just say dumb shit about people... Where they are assuming that, like, there are other people that have the same prejudices that I do, mm-hmm. and they will laugh at my jokes because we like to laugh at those people.
1: Yeah, I totally see where and you're I coming from. I feel like
0: for Dave Chappelle, who's one of the, like, sharpest... Eminencies, yeah. But that, that sharp, like, one of the sharpest comedic minds of our of our yeah. culture, then to just be like, you know who's funny? men dress up as ladies and then just make that joke and just shit on transfers I
1: think that Dave Chappelle has no I totally understand I think Dave Chappelle has limitations sure And you know how when you don't know something about yourself or like you're reaching like limitations of parts of yourself that you're comfortable with okay um that's where we kind of fuck up. I think that's what sure. people where mistakes are made, you know? Sure. Um and I think that's David Chappelle's. And I don't know if that'll ever change. Um I remember uh Sarah Silverman just bring up her again. She was talking yeah. about the fact she's like I don't want to be that dumbass that's still saying that
0: dumb word. Totally. I watched that. Yeah, too late. Yeah, you know I what that. I mean? That was like, because she would say, was it fag or gay or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, I think she, she, was she said, like, that's
1: she, gay. That's yeah, what she said. She was said. from
0: Boston. She's like, I'm from Boston. In Boston, you just say, that's just what we say. Yeah. And then she, yeah, she made that that connection of like, this is how like my grandpa would talk like, and still be saying like colored people. Yeah. When we can change, right? We're not. We can just like listen to people and call people. I think that Dave Chappelle
1: is is reaching the very like you can watch him on stage reaching the limitations of his like when he grew up and how he's willing to think and like. But I think that the same case can be said for so many different comedians. And my thing with comedy is. You're saying what you're thinking. In music, there's open to interpretation you can offend. It's the same as like maybe rap and how rap can be offensive. I think that if it's funny, you should... If it's funny. And I realize that that's such a subjective term. Yeah. I think that if it's really funny, um, then you should be able to say it on stage.
0: I guess... But this is where... It's not a matter that he's not allowed to say it. Yeah. Of course he's allowed to say it. The
1: consequences. But I'm just saying...
0: It doesn't mean I gotta support it. No, you don't and, have to and yeah. my issue is that yeah, I think what you're saying is right. Yeah. That he's coming up against his own um limitations. But that's it's just that I think you can say anything you want, that's funny, yeah. but I, I I also think that with privilege comes responsibility and that if you have that many people paying attention to what you're saying, yeah. you can talk about anything. Yeah and you can make that political or not and you can but you have a choice in in the content and so if you decide to make jokes that i mean the classic thing is in terms of of like satire is like does it punch up or punch down yeah right like and if like are you going to make fun of the people who run our culture and like what's wrong with that or again you could choose to make it totally not political at all and just make fart jokes that's a choice too but of all the things to make fun of folks who get killed at a larger rate than just about anybody in our whole culture like why would you you know he
1: mentioned what you're talking about at
0: the show oh at that show at that
1: show and I think he said it at the show too he's like you know I don't really know I don't have a lot of information about that (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I don't really know. And and um, he also... He's like, the oh yeah, the feminist got mad at me. That's what he said.
0: See, and this is... Okay, the, what I was going to say about it though is that what bothers me is that in our culture, and it's not just America, but in our culture, there's this idea that being shitty to the most vulnerable people makes you edgy. Mm-hmm. That there's this confusion between being uncensored and therefore saying whatever you have to say and like specifically saying the shittiest things to people that already get shit on yeah like Lucy K
1: says the n word left and right really? oh yeah
0: left and right left and right? Mm -hmm. I've heard him say it one time
1: I've heard him say it three different times
0: okay as far as live or yeah okay yeah
1: Uh... I've heard him say it at a show once okay and then I've heard him say on I'm not HBO Lisa special, K. I'm done with Louie. I get it. I feel you. Me but, too.
0: But I was a huge fan. He was one of the other people in that top three category yeah. for this, me. This it's a, it's an interesting thing because movement,
1: I know and I feel like every all the funnels all 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 the conversations always end up in this. It's like when you put the penny in the yeah at the mall <laughs> and you're like it's gonna go down the hall and I'm yeah. gonna fucking watch it till yeah. it gets there. But I just. I'm not trying to put a beautiful bow beau on this or anything like sure. that, but I, I, fucking I'm talking about Sarah Silverman every five seconds, oh, that's but fine. Yeah. she has a new show called I Love you America yeah. yeah, and she had this guy who murdered somebody on her show. He had been okay. in jail for seventeen years and he yeah. got out, and now he has an organization that Helps eradicate recidivism and jails and all of that. And this is something that I've always thought, but I think I tend to get in hot water with my friends whenever I kind of talk about it. It's probably because I haven't thought it out totally well, but I think that if you have somebody like Dave Chappelle, who has obviously like a pain point with this transgender information that he has a hold of, or Louis C.K., who fucking masturbates in front of people, which those are totally different spectrums, but... I think they need help and not, not only do they need help because they're like valuable as human beings and all this stuff, I think that you, they need the most help because they need to stop doing that to Mm -hmm. people. And I think that the way that you protect the rest of the population is not to make them want to kill themselves basically, which is what I feel people want from these people sometimes just go away and like...
0: The way to protect the rest of the people is not to make, like, Louis C.K. want to kill himself.
1: Which is what I think people want sometimes. Yeah. Like, they just, they just want to be like, go kill yourself. Like, just, just die, you know? Yeah. You, he... You need to make sure... Because he could do that. Yeah. Um... But, but I don't want people to kill themselves. I don't want people to just nobody. 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 Uh, CJ. I mean, I don't want okay. Lucy maybe King. Trump. Yeah, I know that's I so rude. Say, that's
0: yeah. so rude. Of course, you want him to kill himself. That's it, so rude. Everything would be so much better. So I'd like better. him to take Pence with him too. Yes. You know, if you're gonna do that, if you're just gonna do it, it a double
1: share the shot. Share yeah. the poisonous shot. There you go. Um, but I think that you need to. To, uh, I think that somebody needs to focus on helping those people, who and do you for think their, should do that? Uh, I think it should be as a society, people I think who are women not of victims. color. Probably. Yeah, women of color <laughs> step up to the plate. Come you on. haven't worked hard Pull enough.
0: Your weight, <laughs> goddamn it! I think queer women of color <laughs> should step up for once and do the hard work yeah. of helping privileged white men get, get their, over shit their, their shit together. Yeah.
1: And not yeah, and not attack That's... your own kind,
0: basically. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I was asking, obviously, I'm being ridiculous here, but yeah. that is the question: is like who I'm helps not, him? I'm not saying Louis C.K. doesn't need help. Yeah. But I'm. It's not my job to help him. No,
1: it's not your but job. That's not your job I think to it's. Help him. I think it's. And he can for that. Yeah, he can he do can do that work. I he's guess got in my mind, he's okay. Like, I guess in my mind, it's people who don't have that money. Okay. Because there's plenty of people out there who. Who talk shit about trans people and who masturbate in front of other people, or assault them sexually? Okay,
0: so that's a different. I hear what you're saying. That's a different conversation for me because the issue for me is that Chappelle and Louis C.K. and
1: it's just problematic comedians and like
0: shitty men of privilege. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying they don't need help, but I'm saying first of all, they need to want the help. Yeah. I don't think Dave Chappelle wants the help no, I don't to get think so. over his transphobia. And again, I don't know Dave Chappelle. And it's funny for me to say this because I, I, he was like Your hero. On such a pedestal for me. And same thing with Louis C.K. Prior to the, that whole shit, I mean, Louis C.K. was somebody I had a lot of respect for. Uh, but you think it's different things? I think that he has, it's different, but I'm saying with, with Chappelle, I think he already has a narrative. Where he thinks that the feminists being mad at him is him funny, being, or it's like him being exactly who he needs to be, yeah, and they're just being people out there that can't handle it, yeah, and that's a narrative that's exactly like the fucking Republican culture where it's like, oh, you're just being PC, and like, dude, me not wanting you to like bash my gay friends is not me being PC. It's like not wanting my gay friends to be killed and beaten up. It's yeah. not the same thing and you just call pc anytime somebody says you're you're being shitty to a group of people that is actually vulnerable to violence and death. And so but he has a narrative already. That's how it seemed to me is that he thinks yeah. like, "Oh, you just can't handle." Like I think you're right. I think real. that that's I'm just being real.
1: I think that that yeah, I think you're right and I also think that that in in a lot of ways uh, is is again him reaching his limitations yeah. uh, according to us. I think that there's always going to be this push and pull on what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. And I think the conversation is kind of going in the right direction. Right. Where like the fact that he knows that there's people who disagree with him and that he's kind of, I mean, the other thing, hes he talks about the feminists being angry at him and then has the most fucking impassionate, amazing speech about intersectionality and feminism. Okay. Because he, I think he gets some things and he doesn't get other things, right. you know? And I think he gets that feminism isn't inclusive of pe- of women who are intersectional. I think that's part of the narrative, too. And he's okay. like, the women who are attacking me are not really black women or black trans women. The, the majority of like the comments that he gets, I think in his mind, he thinks that it's like a white feminist there's, force. There's yeah. a, right.
0: I mean, that's where I would say the beauty of intersectionality is that knowing that we all have work to do, including black women, including, like, every group of people, right, that there are plenty of transphobic black feminists, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. That you can be super fucking woke on one thing and just not really with it on something else. That's... that's,
1: I think calling it out is good. I think, like, you know, I don't think he's sweating a lot over your... over getting bumped out of your top three. But I I know he's probably thinking about it because he's getting flack from this many people and if that's what it gets i mean somebody's thinking about something
0: maybe but i guess the other worry is like with louis ck i haven't fully followed i recent i saw something recently that he's like getting back out there and mm-hmm. doing his thing i'm not shocked I, I expected him to do that um but i w- i keep thinking about like could louis ck do anything to rehabilitate himself in my mind Mm -hmm. like i'm not i don't think it's impossible like he's not a rapist if he had like raped somebody he might just be dead to me but like louis ck is in that zone of like that was really shitty and i'm done with you for right now you could maybe earn my respect again but what would that take that's still a question that's an open question for me and i don't have an answer it's come up lately where i'm talking to other friends mostly women about the different levels of gross male behavior and what and the consequence
1: ones... to assign to each one. Yeah, or just like of... where
0: the line is between the like potentially redeemable to the no, there's no way. Get out like, of town. Yeah, totally done. But you said it before. is like also even the things that are absolutely unredeemable. I realize that person in most cases is not going to go kill themselves. They're going to continue to exist. Yeah. I just think they can continue to exist, I don't have to pay attention to it. I mean, Kevin Spacey might make a movie next year. I'm not gonna go see the motherfucker. I'm not gonna go see the motherfucker (laughs) either. You know? I hope that
1: those people are getting help and I honestly don't say it out of like some kind of like like, feeling like I'm holding on to the admiration that I had for them previously. I feel the same way that like if you bring a murderer onto your show, somebody who murdered somebody in cold blood. I don't know what it is. I feel like Rape is taking something, and then murder is taking something too. And I think maybe one is almost more taboo than the other because we're so used to murder, I guess, and not as much to rape. But um, I guess, in the if you if we are assigning hierarchy, would you call rape worse than murder? Would and let's let's not let's not say that that's a game we're playing, okay? okay? Okay. Let's just say that they're both real bad, right? I'm with you and that if you can look at a murder and say you have the opportunity to redeem yourself and to do well i i think it's a i i know this is dicey right okay. but i just think that there's two realities there that coexist somehow that we don't really know how to talk about i don't know how to talk about it you know i don't know how to talk about it with my friends um I don't know how to
0: talk about it. Wait, I'm not sure if I'm following you. If you're saying... If If, if I'm saying, that a a murderer can be redeemed, then...
1: We all do in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I I recognize this as subjective, and I'm not saying this is Mm -hmm. some universal thing. I don't know if it's that I think that rape is worse than murder, Mm -hmm. but I do think that rapists are worse than murderers. Like, I would probably sooner hang out with a murderer than a rapist even though I don't know if that makes sense well (laughs) that's a
1: funny way of putting it but I definitely I know what you're saying I think it's just I think we both need to give it more thought that's fair I think we both are are, we are thinking out loud right now and I think that there's probably some more thought we could give the situation. The one thing I
0: would add to it is just that the difference between, and I haven't seen the particular episode. I've seen some of I Love You America, but I haven't Mm -hmm. seen that episode. Yeah. Um, My guess, having not seen it, is that the particular person that that she has on the guest is somebody where there is reason to believe that this person has changed their ways of thinking. And I guess all I'll say about, Dave Chappelle and Louis C.K. and Kevin Spacey and that whole, that whole spectrum of like shitty things that men do mm-hmm. is that in when you're famous when you are a celebrity, there is a good reason for me to not believe that you have changed because I know that PR is mm-hmm. the foundation of fame and wealth When if you're a celebrity, right? If you're a performer. And so... Your whole value comes from
1: how many people are interested in what you're doing. Yeah.
0: And there's like a branding of who you are Mm -hmm. and how you present that. And so when I read Louis C.K.'s apology, my first response was like, okay, well, that is a pretty like legit apology. And then immediately I was like, dude, you just got suckered. Like this was written by a PR person... For Louis C.K. Who K., thought of every detail knows with him. Who is who? His he knows the target market and knows his job. Knows the industry. Knows how to like pay attention to what's going on mm-hmm. in terms of the public response, and then it's crafted to meet those standards. Yeah. And I don't know that for a fact, but the, uh, my second, my second uh, uh, response to that was, oh, that's why I don't trust this because I don't how, trust it yeah. because. I guess the issue is, if it was that, would I know? Yeah. If it was a really well-crafted apology that was meant to do that for me, like for the the target mark that I belong belong in, I wouldn't know. And so there's a skepticism there because he's a celebrity. If he was just some guy at work who did a shitty thing to women and then without being caught was like hey, I did this shitty thing and I'm sorry. Yeah. I was in a really shitty place and I I feel really bad and I will not do that again. You'd be, like, different. It would be a different thing. I'm not saying every single thing would be forgivable in that situation for me personally, but it would be a very different scenario where I wouldn't have that initial, like, are you doing this because you want to continue to make movies and need people to generally like you? Yeah. Or are you, do, you know, that's just a different situation, I guess.
1: Yeah. No, I think it is. And, I mean, I've, I know this is not similar, but I've done fucked up a bunch of times. Sure. I have really fucked it up and mucked my shit up so often. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had to lose people's respect, lose friendships, like lose some shit that was important to me yeah. to really kind of try to come out on the other side of that. Yeah. And I had to forgive myself for the shitty shit that I did. Right. I had to accept that others may not forgive me for the shitty shit that I did. Yeah. Um, but that hasn't hindered my ability to get better and do different things. Right. And um, I, I think that that's a personal thing. And I think it's also very universal that people right. fuck up. I mean these are extreme cases obviously. Right. But you're um, saying
0: so there's part of you that holds out for the for the Redemption of these figures because for themselves. I
1: just don't think humans. Yeah. I don't. I'm not advocating for them. I'm not going to be the one that helps them. Right. I'm, I don't I think understand. victims are the ones that are else well,
0: Would you say that of the things that you've done that is really shitty? Would you mm-hmm. say calling a little girl motherfucker? Oh yeah, it's probably the worst. Right to her
1: face. Right. To her I would face. say that was that's on the top of the list of the bad things I've done. Yeah. It was
0: so early. <laughs> I can't not cuss a little kid when it's already. too early. Yeah. Thank you so much for thank you for having me and talking about your stories. Yes, sir. Can you hear yes. the sand <laughs> shake? <laughs> I don't think I've ever shaken it Let's eat. to yeah. Okay,
1: let's eat okay. food.
0: Episode of Worst Show Ever was made possible by the Patreon pledges of Joanna Fryman, Meg Roberts, Christina Poez, and Evan Quaberg. If you'd like to support this endeavor, please go to Patreon.com slash Worst Show.